You are listening to Move With Radiance with Stephanie Dankelson, a podcast all about redefining your relationship to exercise, food, and your body by learning how to first redefine the relationship with yourself. Are you ready to discover your inner truth, your inner radiance? Because we all deserve to feel at home in our bodies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Move With Radiance. I'm your host, Stephanie, and I'm so excited that you are here. I am so excited about the episode today. I interviewed some of my, some women in my life who I absolutely adore and who I'm currently collaborating with, and we just talk all things body acceptance, which I know is a hot topic right now. And a lot of you have asked me questions around what it looks like to have body acceptance and what that means. And so we're going to answer your questions today. (laughs) Before we dive into the episode, I just wanted to let you know about one thing. If you are in the Salt Lake or Park City area, Two other women, Jen Hudak and Michelle Dufford and I, are putting on a workshop event in Park City this Saturday. So whenever you're listening to this, it's the the day the episode comes out, which will be June 6th. That Saturday, June 8th, we will be hosting a workshop up in Park City. Um, We have created this series called Mindful Movement. And essentially, the goal with all of this is to help you bring more mindfulness back into your day and learn how to start living life on your terms again. So if you're feeling like you're always in the hustle, always on the verge of burnout, always living life on everybody else's terms for everybody else. And at the end of the day, you're just feeling so exhausted from constantly running from point A to point B, constantly either living in the past or the future and don't really know what it means to slow down, but want to have that reconnection with yourself. I invite you to join us for this event. We are going to be doing a silent hike. So the ascent part of the hike will be silent. We're going to be doing grounding meditations, a little bit of breath work, and a workshop with where we'll give you actual tangible tools that you can take into your world to help you just become a little bit more, more mindful and learn how to bring presence and peace back into your day so that you can live life on your terms again. We are going to be focusing on how to start reframing your negative thoughts so that they better serve you. And We're going to be following an actual formula that, again, you can take out into the real world and um, apply for yourself. So we'll be doing a silent hike, a little bit of meditation, and then back at Bow Collective, we're going to be doing our little workshop where we'll be hosting, we'll give you breakfast and going over this workshop on how to reframe your thoughts. And then you'll be sent home with a goodie bag with all things... um, local, little local goodies and all sorts of good stuff. So if you're interested in joining that, the link to grab your ticket is in the show notes. Let me know if you have any questions and I would be so excited to meet you in person and and squeeze (laughs) you. Oh, it's cheesy. But anyways, today's episode, again, is all about body acceptance. And I'm sure if you've been following me on the gram, you've heard me talk about this new free Facebook community that I have been starting with Selena and Jill called She Craves Truth. So I decided to bring Selena and Jill onto this episode to talk about all things body acceptance and to just let you know a little bit more about She Craves Truth and what you can expect with that community. So in this episode, we break down what body acceptance actually is and what it looks like to start accepting your body. We sift through the different mixed messages out there about self-love and what it means to love your body and how you actually don't have to love your body to have self-acceptance. We also explain how to have more compassion with yourself throughout this journey and why we created the She Craves Truth community and how you're so not alone on this journey. So before we jump in, let me tell you a little bit more about Selena, Jill, and the She Craves Truth community. (laughs) 
Selena is an emotional eating coach who helps women ditch their struggle with dieting and binge eating so they can have the confidence to go for what they want. Jill is a food and body confidence coach who helps women end their struggle with food and learn how to feel confident and free in their body. She Craves Truth is a free community for women supporting women who are ready to dive into all things food, body, and the shit no one talks about. We're here to answer questions you've been hesitant to ask in order to get the results in your life you've always desired. We're here to empower women by providing the tools and frameworks to change their own lives. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, the three of us will be hosting free live group chats every week where we'll have an open conversation about the biggest struggles with food, body, and real life problems and how to actually resolve them. Our first episode, or not episode, but our first call took place this previous Tuesday and we'll be continuing to dive into topics that you guys have chosen in the group. So we hope to see you there and I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Without further ado, here is Jill and Selena. Selena and Jill, Hi. welcome. Hello. <laughs> I've been super excited to have this conversation today, and we're going to talk all things body acceptance and our new group, She Craves Truth. So yeah. I always want to start with I mean, I know you girls so well, but for everybody else, <laughs> just to give you a quick intro of who you both are and how you got to where you are and we'll go from there. So Jill, do you want to start? <laughs> sure. Thanks for putting me on the spot. <laughs> of course. Um, <laughs> so my name is Jill and just like a brief background of what got me to this place right now as a certified food and body coach was I back in high school, um, I battled an eating disorder for from high school all the way through like post-college years. So roughly 15-ish years. Um, and back then we didn't really have the, the support of social media accounts and, you know, positivity. And I, I basically just kind of stumbled my way through and trying to find my own healing and therapy didn't really work. And so even though I had managed most of my my eating disorder and got it somewhat under control I still really was just so unhappy and I wasn't sure how to live my life after my eating disorder and so through the grace of the universe I just really was looking for anything to help me to kind of like pick up where I left off start creating a life that I wanted because I was so completely consumed with food and body and you know, back then, therapy didn't really teach you how to live your life after an eating disorder, like how to actually eat normal, how to live a normal life, because it had consumed so much of my time and energy for, you know, almost 20 years. And so through self-help books and through podcasts and just through a bunch of other different outlets and different platforms, I was able to discover just mindfulness and just like the basic the basic layer of, you know, positivity and affirmations and things like that. So I kind of started to scratch the surface and I was feeling a little bit, a bit better about myself, but I still had a lot of old habits still come through. I still found myself binging and purging and just old eating disorder habits come through. And so I knew that I wasn't completely healed. And so that's where just through years of meditating and journaling and all of the fun stuff, I was able to come across um, this coaching program that allowed me to really dig into my, my past and heal everything that was unhealed. So through that journey, that amazing journey, um, I was able to come through, heal what was still left unhealed from all of those years. And now I get to share my experience and what I've learned and what has worked for me I get to share with with my clients and with with the world. Yes, girl. <laughs> We're going to dig into a lot of the things that you said, I think, in our conversation today. Um, and I know a lot of people can relate with that story and just the layers of needing to go deeper to really understand like, where is this coming from and how do I actually change and how do I make sustainable change in my life? And that's, I think, why we've created this group because it's just not talked about enough. So yes. Selena, yeah. 
Yes. Hi. Yeah. So my name is Selena and I'm an emotional eating and body confidence coach. I help women ditch their struggle with dieting and binge eating so that they can have the confidence to go after what they really want in life. And, um, similar to Jill, I, I did also struggle with, uh, an eating disorder. And except I didn't know that it was that for the majority of my life. I was a ballet dancer for about 10 years and I was really consumed in that world and just thought that excessive dieting and hating your body was just sort of a standard way of living. I didn't think that there was anything wrong with it. And um, as I moved through career changes and um, knowing that I wanted to help people, but not understanding how I wanted to help people. Um, I eventually got into personal training and at that point I had done some work on my eating disorder and I was like, yeah, I'm healed. I'm covered. I've done some therapy. I'm sure I'm fine now. Um, and so I found myself, um, becoming obsessed with looking like a quote unquote trainer and having a super athletic body. And, I. I hung on to that for a really long time and I moved into the online space when I became an online personal trainer. And that was the first time I think I've ever been introduced to personal development. I really don't think I cared much for it before then. And so I started to notice that um, something was off for me. I wasn't fully enjoying it the way I used to. There was a lot of pressure, especially now being online to look look a certain way. Um, and you know, those classic booty poses that everyone seems to do on Instagram, I'm, uh, ashamed to admit that I participated in that as well. Um, and as I started, um, working on it, um, I had realized it was like every, every time that I have a client that I work with, uh, personal training and weight loss, we end up getting on the topic of self-acceptance and confidence. And I end up coaching through that process more than anything. And I was like, there's something here, there's something I want to do. Um, and even though I thought I was healed from all my therapy, it turns out that there was a lot left for me. And so when I came into um, the coaching program where I met these two lovely souls, I had to do a lot of that personal work. And I had to, for the first time, look at all all the stuff that I never dealt with. And it triggered a lot for me. And I then actually had to process through a lot of my eating disorder stuff. And I then made the switch into the type of coaching I do now. So I don't do any personal training or anything like that anymore. I just do this work and it's so much more fulfilling and so much more exciting. Um, and then that's why I'm here right now and, and why I do what I do and why I'm excited to um, work on She's, She Craves Truth and collaborate with these awesome women. And it's, yeah, it's brought so much more joy and fulfillment than any of the, the random pockets of work I was doing before this. Yeah. I, I coming from a fitness background too, it's crazy how it's like, wow, it's not at all about the external body. It's so much more. And it is so much more fulfilling to actually be helping women with the stuff that's going on beneath the surface. And so I think this is a good segue. I want to talk about a little bit about She Craves Truth, the group that we created, what that is. And then, um, I, we wanted to talk... So we had our first live call. I don't know when you, anyone is listening to this, but the first week of June, we had our live call, first live call in the group, and we talked about body acceptance. And I think that this is just such a common topic and such a buzzword in this space right now. And we just wanted to break down what body acceptance actually is and how to find it. So I, do you... I, I feel... I talk so much on this. <laughs> so, so do you, what either of you want to talk about what She Craves Truth is and why we created it? Maybe we could start with Selena. Maybe you say why we created it or what it is and then Jill, what we, <laughs> what, or what it, it or uh, why we created it. We're all on the same page. So <laughs> I assume we'll say relatively we it together. So <laughs> yeah, hopefully we all remember why we're doing this. Um, <laughs> Actually, I, it, what's interesting is that the um, She Craves Truth was birthed out of this time in which all three of us found a lot of frustration and, and, and fear around what are we creating, how are we helping people, how are we supporting people, um, and we decided to take uh, a month to care for ourselves first, and which is very interesting and um, so fitting now looking back, but when we finally step back and realize what do we actually want to do with our lives? What is our mission? What's our purpose? Why are we even here? And um, we're actually give ourselves the time to incorporate self-care, which um, can be sparse and rare in the entrepreneurial journey. Um, we actually were like, 
hey, what if we just did something free and and community like and just got everyone together and actually made something from just purely from the heart and that's where we where we birthed birthed this idea from is basically she craves truth is a Facebook community uh, in which we bring like-minded women who are all interested in healing their relationship with food in their body and um, just want to hear what other women have to say, how they feel, and actually get the real answers. The other place that this was birthed from was, was the was the misinformation that's online. It can get really frustrating, especially as a coach, knowing what works and what doesn't um, and seeing very conflicting and, and, and misinformation that, that exists out there. And we're like, man, we, we just want more women to know how to actually get the results that they're looking for, how to actually build a, a healthy relationship with themselves. And so what if we just do it? What if we just create something that feels very loving and, and pure? And uh, that's where this had stemmed from, right? Am I on <laughs> my own face? Yeah. <laughs> Jill, did you have anything to add to that? Yeah, it's funny I mean, having three people. I know, <laughs> right? Facilitating, right? <laughs> yeah. um, no, I mean, Selena, I mean, she pretty much, she nailed it all. So yeah, I mean, we really just wanted to create a space, a safe space for women to feel supported, to feel connected, to feel appreciated, and mostly to be heard. Because I know that there are so many women, I could get emotional talking about it, like so many women out there that like still really suffer silently. And like, that's like getting choked up. Damn it, stop. Um, but like, that's just like, that's, that's my passion because I suffered silently for so many years. And I just thought that something was wrong with me. I didn't know how to fix it. I didn't know how, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to talk to because there was a lot of shame and there was a lot of guilt. Um, you know, especially with, you know, with any sort of disordered eating, but you know, from my experience, eating disorders is that I didn't know what was, what was wrong. Like Selena said, mm-hmm. like we didn't, I didn't have, I wasn't diagnosed until years later when most of the damage yeah. was already done. And so for me that those years of silently suffering and just getting so stuck up in your head and not knowing where to go or like who to go to, like that's, that's why we wanted to create this, this program for women who everyone's on their own journey. Everyone's at different place in their lives. Everyone's on their own, their own healing experience. But we just wanted to be like, Hey, this group is for anyone and everyone, like without exception, any women who just feel that like, no matter where you are on your journey, like we are here to actually answer your questions and provide you the tools and the frameworks that all three of us have used and on ourselves and like through our own experience to to just help. We just, that's what we want to do. We just want to provide the support that we wish that we all had back when we were really in the thick of all of our crap. I don't know if I can swear on here. You can. <laughs> okay. Back when we were in the midst of all of our shit. That's what I was going to say. You know, and like, that's what I want. Like, I want to be the person that I wish that I had back then. I want to provide the community and the support for all these women who are still out there, still suffering silently and give that to them that, you know, that I wish that I had back then. So, you know, that's a little emotional <laughs> side of, of that. But, um, you know, I think the three of us, we've, we've really been through a lot separately on our own paths, but also we've really been through a lot together. And that's why we have grown so strongly and so close because we, all three of us are so freaking passionate about this. And so yeah. that's why, you know, we just wanted to create this community and for women just to feel accepted, to be heard and actually be cared for and like actually, you know, speak directly to them, you know, cause with social media, you know, there's so many different outlets, there's so many different people to follow and so many messages, you know, and like we created this to like, just kind of dig right through all of that, you know, fluffy crap and actually give it, you know, give the, give the real stuff to our women. So. Yeah. I, I think also just, um, for clarification, we also, their calls is, um, it's not just us chatting in a group. We do, uh, like these live calls where other people can speak and we talk about specific topics. Uh, we, we had just covered uh, body acceptance, which is a big one on its, on its own. And, uh, some of the feedback that we were getting, 
really resonated with me because a lot of them had said that they all struggle with these similar topics, but they have no one to talk to about. They don't talk to their friends about this stuff. It's just not the kind of relationships that they have. And similar to what Jill was saying, um, when we connected all three of us, the reason why we've gotten so close is because we were willing to go there. We were willing to have those conversations and hold space for each other and be uncomfortable with each other. And to create that and kind of normalize these conversations and know that, Hey, it's okay. There are other people that do feel the way that you do. And this is a place where you can relate to other women, like watching them agree with each other or resonate with each other's messages or, or their, their pain points was so cool to see. Cause you know, if, if the majority of your information is is being cultivated on Instagram and all you're seeing are, are these beautiful highlight reels. You're not getting to know what it looks like behind closed doors, how they really feel about going out, what they actually felt about posting that photo and how many different photos of the exact same photo they had before they actually post it. You know what I mean? It's like, we're getting this like shallow shell of an experience. And our whole goal is like, let's go deeper. Let's actually create real connection with real women who want to talk about real ass things and get to the truth and cut the fluff. Totally. So it's like the, and the thing we talked about last night too, and just sort of to connect all of this is like, we don't need to suffer in silence. Like there are so many other people who are going through the exact same thing or something similar or or have a story that feels relatable. And that's the whole goal of this is to create those deeper relationships so that you can actually start talking about the things that you're going through so that you can actually feel heard and supported and know that this is not something you have to do alone. There's resources out there. There's other women out there. Like we're all in this together and that's the whole goal with all of this. So I'm just feeling super grateful for you ladies and the the thing that we've been creating and um, I would love to dig into body acceptance and just Mm. talk about, So I just, this, like you said, this topic of body acceptance is so, there's so many messages out there. There's either this, like at the end of the line, I can only accept my body when it looks a certain way, or I have to love my body exactly how it is. And I think so many of us feel like we can't get there or why is there something wrong with me because I don't like my body or what does it even look like? I don't understand. And so I think we just wanted to clear the air on what it actually looks like to have body acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start there. <laughs> what is body acceptance? <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll take this one. I mean, uh, I think what's the most confusing about body acceptance is it's intertwined with so many different terms like self-love, self-care, uh, body love, body confidence. And there's just so many words thrown around all in one mishmash. And they're so interchangeable at this point that I think it's created this dynamic where people are assuming that body acceptance means you love it, right? Because, because loving it is obviously the goal. We all want to be in this place where we love our body, but no one wants to talk about hating our bodies anymore. Unless it's like, you know, I hate my body, so now I'm going to change it. That's the only reference we make to hating our bodies. But what if we can accept where we genuinely are and how we genuinely feel about our bodies right now, right? Body acceptance is not, I'll accept it when I'm 20 pounds lighter or when I enjoy it and work on enjoying things that you simply don't. Because really what that is, is denial, we're denying how we truly feel about our bodies in hopes that it's going to mask everything over. And then somehow along the line, we're going to create some self-love in there. And that's not how it works. The most self-loving thing you can do is create body acceptance, which means accepting where you are and how you feel about your body in this moment, regardless of what that is. And if right now that means you hate your body and you have a hard time looking at it, let's accept that. Let's, Let's accept that that's where we are right now. And, and be willing to be okay with that. Be willing to be okay with the fact that we don't love it right now and know that we're always on a journey of creating more love, creating more compassion within that space, but not forcing the feeling of love because, I mean, that doesn't work, right? <laughs> that is true. Yeah, because you can't, you're, 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 you can tell yourself in the mirror, I love my body, I love myself till you're black and blue in the face. But if you actually don't truly believe it, you know, that those, those affirmations, those, that's just going in one ear out the other. And like one thing that I have, that's like really resonated with me because, well, one acceptance was one of the hardest things for me, Mm. this entire journey. Like in it, in it, I just want 
and this is another huge message that, that we, all three of us, especially with, with our group and just with, even with our one-on-one coaching is that, you know, like we, we don't have to, acceptance is not approval. You know, it's, it's, it's something that we don't like exactly what Selena was saying is that we don't, it's not, we want to get to this place of being like, okay, you know, it's okay to not like the way we look. It's okay to not like our bodies because you want to know what I'm sure there's so many women out there, even women that are on social media or, uh, you know, whoever, they're just like, I love my, I love myself. I love where I'm at. They might be at that place right now, but I guarantee they didn't start there, you know? Mm -hmm. And this is something that I personally work on every single day. This is not, it's not a checklist. You can't just checklist acceptance off of your, you know, your to-do list. Yeah. It's something that, you know, you want to be compassionate about. You want to be, you know, just like understanding that, you know, our bodies, everyone's different. Everyone, every single person's body is so unique and so different, but we don't, it doesn't necessarily have to mean that you have to approve of where you are, but the, the basis of transformation and growth and change is that if you accept where you are right now, even if you don't like how you look or you don't like your body from acceptance, then you can set an intention of where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, you kind of, it's, I, I like to see acceptance almost as kind of like, like a, like a starting line, you know, like the starting line, like, here's where I'm at right now. I, I'm, I don't like my body. I might not like how I look, you know, there's some things I want to, whatever it is. But now I have this, this like starting line, this base of being like, okay, now I want to set the intention and I want to, I want to change. And I want to grow the right way. I don't want to shame myself to skinny. I don't want to, you know, shame myself till I'm drop 20 pounds and I'm still miserable and unhappy, you know? So I think that like exactly what Selena was saying, like there's a lot of misused words around acceptance, but just know that acceptance is not approval and you don't necessarily have to like where you're at, but you just have to get to a place of understanding, just being like, okay, you know what, this is where I'm at. Let's move forward. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, one of the fears that come up around body acceptance and definitely what we heard a little bit of last night was this fear that body acceptance also means complacency and that mm-hmm. you're stuck in this body. You you have to stay in the place of hating your body and there is no wiggle room. You're going to accept it. You're not going to eat uh, potato chips on the couch every night. And that's just your final form. And that's just not how that works because once we're in a place of acceptance, we can work on, recognizing, okay, I, maybe I hate my body right now, but how can I have more moments of loving myself within that? Which means recognizing, okay, what am I going to eat that actually makes me feel good? What, what actually, um, do I want to do with my body today? Do I want to work out? What does that look like? What does movement feel like for me today? We can always come with more compassion and curiosity, but it only comes from that place of acceptance first. Because if we're in denial of how we genuinely feel now, we're going to still be um, seeing weight loss as the thing that's finally going to make us enough because we don't accept where we are and we don't accept that we are enough as we are right now. And we're going to constantly chase this thing. And weight loss in itself, I just want to say, is, is a very neutral thing. It's not a good thing and it's not a bad thing. But we associate so much moral weight to weight loss because of the fact that we think it's going to provide us with something. So there's people that either feel like they have to lose weight for self-worth or they need to be against um, weight loss because that also means that they're not loving themselves. And it's, I just want to bring this neutrality back to the concept of weight loss where it doesn't have to be one or the other or anything. As long as we're always making decisions from an accepting and, and self-loving place, we're always going to make a more compassionate decision that way rather than setting so much expectation on our actions and what it means about our worth and who we are. Yeah. And something, this is, I don't know if I just want to say this because it it feels important. But something that we mentioned last night too is like, again, coming from this place of like weight loss is neither bad nor good. But if we remove the expectation of weight loss and we just start making decisions based on this compassionate place, based on, okay, what will make me feel the best? What does my body need right now? And starting to create that companionship relationship with your body slowly, it's, it's a process, right? But if we can start checking in and saying, okay, what is it that feels good right now in this moment, mm-hmm. instead of what's going to lead me to weight loss, what's going to make me worthy? If we remove that expectation and just come from this place 
place of like, okay, this is where I'm at right now. And how do I move forward from this place of love and compassion? That just makes the journey so much better. I I don't want to say easy because that's unfair because there are going to be ups and downs, but it's just going to make it come from this much better place of, of like not shame, right? Because again, everything, we place all this shame in, in getting to this size and all this kind of stuff. So remove the expectation of weight loss as you're starting this journey and just let it come from this place of what feels good right now. Right. And I think for me, like from my, from my personal experience, like where I was, so, and I relate to both, both Selena and stuff with this is, so I was an, I was an athlete from, from like 10 years old until all through college. And so I had, there was a, there was a whole lot of pressure on, on me to like look a certain way. And like weight loss was just, was just everything because that was, it was almost like, that was like my eternal end goal (laughs) was just like constantly lose, just lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. But like, for me, when I finally got to that place, because, you know, once I, once I stopped, you know, my eating disorder and, you know, I kind of like normalized my body because when I gained that weight, that was the weight that my body needed to actually function normally. You know, there, there is that, that, that expectation of being like, okay, so now I have to lose more weight so that I can, you know, and then you fill in the blank. And like, for me, when I was like coming from a place of, I need, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. It was coming from a very, a place of lack. It was coming from a place of like, I don't have this right now. So, you know, it, it just, that, that it's like a hamster wheel, you know? And like, for me, like when I, before I accepted where I was, I was just running through mud. It was just like, I would, I would lose weight and then I would gain weight and I would lose weight and I would gain weight because I had this, this, this whole expectation that I needed to lose weight in order to fill in the blank. And so I think with, with, without, once I finally got to a place of acceptance, I felt so much more love and compassion and appreciation for my body because this is something I tell all of my clients. I'm like, I'm like, we're, we're so used to, so all of those years is, you know, being an athlete and dieting and all that stuff is that I just was starving myself. I was overworking myself. I was not treating my body the way it deserved to be treated because at the end of the day, our body's sole function is literally to keep us alive. And if we're fighting against that, if we're fighting against that constantly by doing things, by not feeding ourselves when we're hungry, by overworking out when we're tired, like, of course, our bodies aren't going to work for us because we're constantly working against them. And so with acceptance, it's just like, oh, and like I said, like what we've all said, like, it's not, it's not like a checklist. It's something that you want to work, that we have to work on every single day, but we get to work on every single day because coming from acceptance, you're coming from a place of love and compassion and appreciation for your body, not hate and annoyance and like, oh, my body can't do this. It's like, our bodies are so freaking miraculous. Like they, like I said, it's our body's sole function is to keep us alive. But if we consistently work against that, our bodies are never going to function properly for us. Yeah. And that I love, I, I think it's like turning it into appreciation. It's like, we don't have to look in the mirror every single day and be like, Ooh, I love how I look. It's just not realistic. It's never, it's, it's, it's like, and, and that's okay. Right. I think we make ourselves wrong for, for, for not liking what we see. And instead of coming from this place, if, if that's the case for you, change the language into, okay, I may not like how I look today and that's okay, but what can I appreciate about myself? And that can go internally too, or that can be like, wow, my body's keeping me alive again. Gives me the opportunity to wake up and live this life. Like, that's amazing. So if we can start, like Jill said, taking this perspective of like, okay, my body, like I said this the other day, it's like it our the one thing that's guaranteed is that we're going to be with this body for the rest of our lives. So how can we start looking at our bodies as a companion and start treating it from this place of appreciation rather than always being against ourselves because that's exhausting. And I think all of you are here because we know that that doesn't work and it is exhausting and we want something different. And so I think appreciation and and acceptance kind of go in the same ring. Yeah. (laughs) Same space. Yeah. Honestly, get it, girl. That was beautiful. I like even where I'm at right now. Like I, I'm, I'm also not going to pretend that I'm even in a more loving space with my body. I think 
I've worked really hard at creating neutrality. And there are some days where I feel good in my body and there are days where I really don't. And it's okay to not be in this loving place. There's also like a time expectation of how long it's supposed to take before you get there. And I can tell you, like even as Steph said, you're not going to look in the mirror and see like exactly what you want all the time. Like you are going to have to create appreciation. I found the most important thing for me was can I also have compassion for myself on days where I don't feel good? Because that one was huge for me is that my response to looking in the mirror and not being happy with what I saw was, it was a big difference because when I, when I had made the transition um, from like fitness person into the space I am now, I, I, I know Jill has an experience where she, where she expressed like needing to gain weight from where she was. Whereas for me, I had, I had gone into binge eating and I completely uh, went over that mark and I gained a substantial amount of weight in a short period of time. And for me, that was really hard because I'm so used to uh, being in a, in, in a lighter body. And I was like, well, this isn't where I want to be. This doesn't even feel healthy because it required me to step back from a lot of the things I was doing. I stepped back from, from exercise and, and movement. And I had to relearn what kind of relationship with food I wanted to have. And it's, it's like learning from, from basics all over again. And the biggest thing is really compassion during that time, because I can still show up online and, and, and show my body. And I'm like, I'm okay with this. And I, and I can be okay with that. And again, I'm not looking at it saying like, mm, damn girl all the time. I mean, some days, some days I'm feeling myself, but it's not every day. And so I, I just don't want to set an expectation of like you move forward and you're never going to have feelings of self-doubt again. It's, it's your response to the self-doubt that matters. I want to touch on that because that's so, so, so important. And I think that this wraps every, like, this is like the reason why acceptance and, and, and appreciate all this stuff is so, so, so important because look at, I mean, I can speak to this a thousand percent, you know, there were days where, when I was really in the thick of all of this, where I would look in the mirror and think, Oh God, like, no. And then my response was out of shame and hate. And mm-hmm. so I treated my body as such. I starved myself. I overexercised. I did all of the things that I thought I should do because I didn't feel enough. I didn't feel worthy all blah, 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 blah. And so my response to the way that I, the, what I saw in the mirror was in a very negative, shameful, hating way, which then repeats the cycle over and over and over, right? And mm-hmm. so if we can start to show up and think, okay, I don't like what I see, but I'm going to switch that hate and shame into compassion and love. How can I be more loving to myself? How can I treat myself as if my best friend came to me and was saying these things? How would I react to her? Can I start doing that for myself? And we slowly get ourselves out of that negative loophole cycle where it just doesn't feel good anymore. It feels so much better to come from a place of love. So that's the biggest thing here is the response to not liking what we see feels so much better when it comes from compassion. Yeah. Hell yeah. For sure. I think just to piggyback off of that, like I I use that too. The whole, like if I had a friend come to me and just being like, I just feel like crap. Like I hate the way I look, you know, whatever. You know, it's like, it's easy for us to go to be like, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's, you're, we, lo- we love everything, but you know, your body size doesn't matter, you know? But the thing is, is like, we're experiencing on our, in our, in ourselves. So like, it's, it, it's, it's harder. That's why it, let me finish that. It's harder to like, actually like accept that because you were experiencing on ourselves. Like we're in it. We're feeling the emotions. We're feeling the shame. We're feeling the guilt. We're feeling all of that. But man, that response, like what I was saying before and what Steph was saying, like coming from a place of just like love and appreciation and just like compassion for yourself is so much easier to function and to like actually choose the things that make you feel better. And it's so much easier to come from that place of just like love and acceptance. And and if it's hard, like for me, like if it's hard for you to look in the mirror and just see like one thing that you like, then just the the one thing that really helped me move forward with acceptance is being like, my body is a freaking miracle. Like start with that. If that's the only thing that you can you can be appreciative of in this moment, just start with that. Like our body, it heals itself. Like shit, women, we grow humans inside of us. Like our heal 
quick enough to have more babies. Like <laughs> our bodies are just like, you know, they're, they're just miraculous. They're miraculous vessels. And, 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 I, and they do so, so, so deserve to be treated as such. And I think that, so point of me saying that is like, if there's just one thing, if, you, if you're not at that place of like, of love and compassion for yourself, that's fine. That's fine. But just take the little baby steps. And if the only thing that you can find that yourself that you're appreciative of is just how your body can function, just start there, you know, Mm -hmm. because I think that that will shed a lot. It, 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 for me, it almost felt like I had this, like this armor taken off. Like I had to stop pretending that I love my body when I really didn't, you know? And I think that that releases a lot of pressure to like force ourselves. And like what Selena said, there's this there's this, this, uh, this timeline, this like false timeline that we have to love our bodies, you know, in order to go anywhere, we have to love ourselves in order to do anything. And it's like, that's not, that's not the case. Just coming from like love and compassion and appreciation is just a really, really good start. Yeah. I, I like what Jill said about, um, being able to look at yourself and appreciate things like even simpler than that the practice of actually looking at yourself. I think that when we struggle, <laughs> when we struggle with body acceptance, we're avoidant, right? We wear big clothing. We don't even want to look at ourselves. I used to, I used to even cover up my mirrors. I had sheets over my mirrors because I got to a point where I couldn't even look at myself. And if you want an even smaller step, let's just start practicing being able to look at ourselves and looking at yourself without criticizing what you see? Can you be a little bit more neutral about what you see in the mirror and like, and look at yourself and be like, okay, this is okay. And this is okay. And that's okay. And you know what? This is okay. And it is the same process of like, let's get ourselves a little bit more out of hate, a little bit more into neutral, and then eventually move into more loving statements or feelings or sentiments, whatever it is. It is a process in itself. And the whole idea of being compassionate on bad days. It's like, let's also normalize bad days. Like you will never get to a point in which bad days don't happen. The goal is fewer bad days. Don't feel guilty for having a really human ass experience. Like you're allowed bad days. Everyone has them. Even at this point in all of our journeys, each of us as, as amazing as we feel as, as, far away from the older versions of ourselves as we are, we still have days in which we completely doubt ourselves and that's okay. And I get, like, even just a little dive into what we're like with each other. It's like, we begin with, okay, just go feel what you need to feel first. Let yourself experience it. Don't deny it. Don't try and cover it up. I think the biggest thing that Jill always calls me out for is trying to like move on faster. And she's like, no, just like actually feel it. And so let yourself have bad days remember also that the people you're seeing online are either sharing their experience after the bad days are gone or or, or over with, and then look at them and in reflection as they've already happened, or they're in this loving place with their body and they didn't show you all the work that it took to get to that place. So as you're learning about these concepts from people online, be aware that a lot of them are are sharing the the good days, which are great and and so beautiful and and such an important thing to to embrace and look forward to. But let's not deny all the bad days that had to exist in order for those good days to happen. Yeah, I talk about this all the time. I mean, if you've listened to any of my last episodes, they you guys know <laughs> it's it's so we we glamorize these Instagram feeds and and everything going perfectly and all this kind of stuff. But it's like there it's not realistic. It's not life. We have to experience the ups and downs. And the faster that we can accept that this whole process is not linear, it's in fact up and down and, and it may get better over time. And the, the days that feel lower will not be as frequent and you'll start having tools to move through it, but it's going to happen. Like Selena said, this this week, we all came to each other with stuff, you know, and that's why I think creating this group of other women and she craves truth is to provide this space to where when you're having one of those days, talk to it. Like we have this amazing support group where you don't have to feel alone, where you can say, Hey, I'm struggling with this. And someone can be there to be your sounding board and to help you talk, talk through these things. It's like, let's humanize our experience as humans. <laughs> it's going to happen and it's okay. So take the pressure off of yourself to have a perfect process because it's going to look different for everybody. It's going to be 
again, not linear. So allow yourself to have the ups and downs, take the pressure off of yourself. Yeah. And I think with like the whole, I, I love that this, we keep, I keep picking up these, these words normalize, you know, there's a lot of talk about like normalize the normal body, you know, like normalize the good days or normalize the bad and the good days. You know, and I think that that's, that, I mean, I, I, you know, you hate to blame just social media, but I think just like society as a whole, there's so much pressure on, especially women. I mean, men too, but like, especially women to look a certain way. And I think that with, you know, especially with, with Instagram, social media, whatever it is, exactly what Steph was saying that, that we only get this, this highlight reel of, of, you know, someone on their best day or that, you know, however many times it took them to take that picture, you know, like what were the thoughts going through their head when they were actually taking that picture? Like, did they actually feel confident in, in, Oh, I love my body. You know, like that, like there's so much like, just like mixed messaging with that. And I think too, and this is why I think that with, with this community that, that we've created is that there's so many women out there who it, it, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. We're, no matter where you are on your journey, you know, we're all going to have self-doubts. We're all going to have bad days. But if we can just provide the support and, and actually talk about it and reach out to people and have conversations. Like I remember when I first, when I first wanted to start coaching, I was like, I want to start having conversations because my thing, what, like what I was saying before is like, there's so many women out there that are still suffering silently and by themselves. Like we want to have these conversations so that we can normalize all of this stuff and like normalize these things. And, you know, Brene Brown is one of my, she's just like a freaking goddess. I don't know if your, your listeners know who Brene Brown is, but she talks a lot about like shame and wholeheartedness and, um, you know, and, and she all, she says that the number one shame trigger in women is physical appearance. So that goes for every woman. You can see the most confident woman on the street and you know damn well that she probably has had some sort of, you know, bad day or doesn't feel great about herself. And you know what? I know plenty of women out there too who are in the best shape ever, you know, like according to society standards, I'll, I'll just say that because I'm also trying to shift my own thinking of, you know, like what that looks like. But, you know, there could be someone who's just like very muscular, very ripped, looks great, whatever it's not. And, you know, like, we don't know how she got there. And she also could still be so much more unhappy than you actually are. Like, we don't know what the behind the scenes are, you know, but I think having these conversations and just addressing that, you know, that like that appearance issues and weight issues and everything like this is, it's normalized that everyone has these issues. Everyone has these bad days, you know, and I think just having more conversations, why we're so grateful to have this opportunity to be on, on Stuff's podcast to talk about it because there just really needs to be more, more conversations had. And so that for women like us, you know, coaches that we can provide women the tools on how to like actually get through that. So they don't have to keep suffering alone. hundred percent. Oh, <laughs> no, I was, I was literally just saying, damn Jill. I also want to point out that both of you have said we're all in this together. And I've instantly heard high school musical in my head. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not dancing on camera. That was my anthem. That's yeah. definitely, definitely going to be stuck in my head for the rest We're of the all in this. That's there what I was go. like, there she goes. <laughs> I was like, am I the only one experiencing this right now? How are none of you dancing? Just me. <laughs> oh, that's so um, good. That's our theme song now. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, I will say, uh, Jill, you also touched on like, I don't know what, like there's all this emphasis on like, I don't know why social media, it's not new. Why is it so different? And I think the reason why it's such a different experience is because before it's like, we were, we were able to see these like figures on like TV and movies and be like, Oh, well they're celebrities. They're different than us. And the social media was supposed to humanize the whole experience. It was supposed to be real people in their homes and what they do, but it's not, it's, it, it, that was the intention, but it's no longer, what's actually happening. So I think that's why it hits a little bit harder than um, other celebrities and figures is because it's supposed to be this girl's just like me. Why is she this? Why is she that? Whatever it is. Uh, And I think that's why it's gotten so much more challenging to accept the way we are right now when there's so many more examples of quote unquote normal people that are 
meeting these expectations that we can't seem to meet ourselves. Um, and yeah, you beautifully tied into exactly why we've created what, what we're doing right now. It's like, let's, let's actually have community around this and it's community for the purpose of talking about these things, not just uh, women getting together and um, talking about these like shallow topics. We're, we're getting in to the real stuff real quick is kind of the way we're doing things. And girl, we're here to change the game, you know? <laughs> totally. So on that, I, I know comparison and judgment and all this kind of stuff came up on, on the call. So I would love to just hear some of your experiences with changing, you know, like we can do the work on ourselves, blah, blah, blah. But in terms of like actually going out and putting ourselves out there and being in front of people and having them experience us and being afraid of the judgment and the comparison and all of that kind of stuff. How, what is some of your thought process on like navigating the judgment and navigating the, the external like feedback, um, thought process? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I was going to uh, say, yeah. go ahead. Cause I, I, I was going to say that's a tough one, but I'll go mm. ahead. I, mean, I love this stuff. This is <laughs> one of my favorite um, because I think it's it's the real stuff that 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 bothers us, right? I think w- when I think back, even just with my own experience, one of the biggest uh, challenges for me was I was I was in this body and I was so praised for what it looked like, and then I gained all this weight, and I immediately had this sense of shame and guilt around oh. I'm now unattractive. I'm now, uh, everything that they thought about me is now taken away. And now um, people are going to think I'm lazy and that I gave up on myself and all these really cruel things. And when I talk to um, other women about judgment, I think that the most important thing about it is truthfully, the judgment that we worry we're going to receive from other people are based off of the meanest things we think about ourselves. And we place this expectation on what other people are thinking and saying about us based on what we're already saying to ourselves. So when we talk about the existence of external judgment, because here's the thing, we, we always assume the worst, but if you had seen someone that you haven't seen in a long time and they gained weight, would you think all those horrid things about them? Would you think that they're no longer a good person and that they're awful and all their positive traits have gone to trash and they're only this person who's gained weight? Of course not. And the way I always relate it to clients is that, do you really want to be around people that feel so horribly about you simply because you've gained weight and no longer value you based on all the other wonderful traits you do possess? likely the answer is no. And if it's not, we got a whole other thing to work on. But the point is, is that the judgments we're feeling are not real. They are based on our own personal judgments and assumptions on what they possibly could be thinking. And they're always worse on our own end. So if you're struggling with external judgment, I'd first step back and ask yourself, what's your internal judgment? How are you judging yourself and your experience right now? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think that the the thing the thing for me which was which was really weird was that i was almost when i was like really in the thick of it i was almost like more concerned with what strangers or like people at the gym thought about me than my closest friends and family which oh, yeah. when you take a step back and observe that it's like well duh my closest friends and family love me for me not be they don't give a shit what size i am or how much i weigh you know mm-hmm. and so like when I finally got to a place of just being like, you know what? I can't control what people think about me. I can't control what people say about me, but I can control how I react and respond to them. And so when, when it came to just like, you know, being out in public and like, you know, with strangers and stuff, like, I think that was a little bit easier because it was just like, who cares? I'm never going to see that person ever again. Like, why do I care if they think that I look good in these jean shorts or not? So I think that was like a little bit different, but when I finally got to a place of just being like, one, I think a lot of times if people actually verbalize their judgments, it's totally a reflection of their own insecurities and how they're feeling about themselves. So when you can get, if you can get to a place of being like, if someone's like, oh girl, she doesn't look good in those shorts. It's probably because she feels self-confident about or self-conscious about how she feels wearing her clothes, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like things like that, like I, 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 I do coach my, you know, I do help my clients with that, like 
coach you on that. But when it gets down to like really just that, like the internal stuff, because it's easy to be like, just brush the strangers off and who cares, blah, blah. But when it gets down to like the internal, exactly what Selena said, like we are our own worst critics. So like if we walk into a room thinking that, oh my God, someone's going to think this about me, like, oh my God, yeah. Guarantee the thought has never even crossed your mind. It's just because we have our own these 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 really bad thoughts that we have about ourselves. And so if we can get to a place where we can start one observing when we say these 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 bad things about ourselves and start to shift that into more of like love and compassion, it's definitely not going to happen overnight. But like we were saying before, if we can just start small and just like observing one thing that you say and you start to shift that then you can you can get to a place where that you know that the judgment doesn't necessarily affect you as much and, and another thing too is that um, is that we have you know we've we've been conditioned from a very young age to believe that our weight equals our worth we've been conditioned you know I, I say this to all my clients from the ages of one to seven our subconscious is being developed so we are absorbing every single thing that we see, that we, that we hear. And a lot of that comes from our parents and coaches and environment and society and TV and all this stuff. So when you think about it, all of this stuff that we've, that we've picked up from a young age, we've actually metabolized and manifested into adulthood. So when you think about it, the point of me saying all of this is that we've had a very long time, years and years and years of believing that we have to look a certain way in order to find love. I mean, think about all the the TV shows and romantic comedies and all that stuff. You know, like we have to look a certain way to find love. We have to look a certain way to be successful. We have to look a certain way in order to be happy, confident, whatever it is. But if we can get to a place to actually start shifting those thoughts and those beliefs, we can transform and we can shift our subconscious beliefs into something that actually works for us. And in order to do that, well, one, I, I, I always encourage my, my clients repetition. So like, you know, saying certain things, you know, you can do affirmations, but just taking those small little baby steps to providing that, to give yourself that confidence, because then you can, then you can go out and, you know, eventually strut your stuff and you don't give a shit what anyone thinks because you're feeling so confident in yourself that you're not looking for that external validation. So I think just kind of taking those baby steps and just being more observant of how you talk to yourself and just be like, oh, that wasn't so nice, Jill. Let's shift that. What can I say instead? And if you continue to do that, you will. I mean, it's scientifically proven. I just, I read studies on this stuff all the time because I find it fascinating. Scientifically proven that you can, with repetition, shift your your subconscious thoughts into something that actually works for you. Well, yeah. And then something we we talked about too last night on our call is these, like there's so, coming back to compassion, like there's so many things out there too that say like, oh, it's your, it's your mean girl. It's your mean girl talking to you, whatever. If we can start looking at it as, no, it's just a wounded part of us that's trying to keep us safe. Yeah. Then, then it's like, oh, we have so much more compassion for that part of us because She's just, she's just trying to keep us safe. She's hurting right now. That's why she's mm-hmm. speaking to me. So how can we recognize the thought that comes through from that wounded place, which usually doesn't sound very nice because it's trying to <laughs> keep us pulled back, right? Or change something or create this like, I need to take action now. If we can just recognize that that prob- like that isn't truth or it doesn't have to be our truth, we, we notice it come through and then say, okay, cool. I hear you. I see you. You're there. It's okay that you're there, but I don't have to listen to you and I can choose a different thought. And when we start practicing that more and more and more where it's like we acknowledge what's happening, we accept what's happening and then actually moving forward, even if we're scared, even if there's like fears there, we can still move forward and start changing the process. So it's this big loop of acknowledgement, acceptance, um, being compassionate and then still moving forward. And that's where we're going to see the positive change. Yeah. I think with moving forward to when we talk about the judgment of others, I don't want to even like deny the fear that exists there. It's real, right? I I think no matter how much uh, inner work you do on acknowledging that the judgment isn't real and it's your own and and that whole process is, is essential, but it's important to also recognize that the first time you step into a room that you're terrified to be in, you're still going to feel that fear. It's not like that we're denying 
that that's going to happen. There's no false reality here in which you're going to immediately feel better because you've done all the internal work. It's the same concept that Steph was talking about, about having compassion with that. Can you feel the fear, be willing to be uncomfortable, and then just be okay with that discomfort? And the whole key of building confidence in literally any part of this is taking those small steps, just making small moves towards letting yourself be a little bit more seen, a situation that makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable. How about a little bit more? And the more that you do it, the more you'll be able to ask yourself, hey, that was cool. I feel really good about that. Can I do something that brings me a little bit more out of my comfort zone? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a process. It's, 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 the the wonderful themes of all of this, the whole thing is a process. There are good days. There are days when, when I, when I used to like go to the gym and be like, okay, I feel good. I can be here. I can be seen in this, in this environment and feel okay. And there were other days where I'm like, oh, I'm leaving. (laughs) I walked in and guess who's walking right out and that's fine. But it's, but it's my response to that, you know, very similar themes here. My response to my, my discomfort and my struggle of like, okay, I'm going to be compassionate with myself. I'm going to be patient and I'm going to let myself have this experience. And when I come back next time, I'm going to, I'm going to try again. And that is something else to address too, is like someone asked, does this feel unnatural at first? Does it, does it then become natural? Yeah. It feels fucking weird and uncomfortable and totally out of the norm to start here. It's like, it's, you're not going to all of a sudden say, I'm going to put on my bikini tomorrow and flaunt my stuff. If you want to, and you're able to do that, hell yeah. But you don't have to do that. It's probably not going to look like that. Let it be a process. Let it feel unnatural. And again, going back to that compassion, allow yourself to have the experience and know that if you keep showing up for yourself, if you keep treating yourself with compassion, if you keep allowing yourself to be human, it will get easier over time. It will feel more natural. And it's just all about showing up for yourself consistently and allowing yourself to be human. (laughs) Yes. Because we're all human. <laughs> we're all in this together. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I was just, I, there's um, this, this um, actually she's, a, she's a, also a life coach, Brooke Castillo. I don't know if you guys are familiar with her. She's, she's a badass mofo. She's so dope. But so she talks about self-confidence as the willingness to experience negative emotion. Mm. And I think that it's like, you know, with the whole, you know, like, how do we get to the point of not being afraid of judgment? Go there. You know, the fear, what did she say? Like the fear of the fear is worse than reality because we're stuck up in our heads with this fear and this, that it's almost like paralyzing, right? You know, it's paralyzing, like all the thoughts and everything up here. Like, oh my God, what is this person that think about me? Like, oh my God, oh my God. But then when we actually go through with it and we realize that, oh, all those people really weren't thinking or saying those things that I thought that they were thinking or saying about me. Oh, hmm, all right. Well, that was fun. You know, and it's like, it's like, we just have to, we have to like stuff what you were saying about like, it's uncomfortable is all heck. Like it sure is, you know, and especially with, with, you know, like from my experience, like being confident was something that I never thought that I had, you know, but that's just, you know, it's just so not true. I just had a lot of beliefs telling me that, that I wasn't, you know, and when you can get to a place of uncovering those beliefs and questioning them and being like, are those actually true? No, you know, and then you can kind of start to rebuild that. But I think like just exactly, you know, what, what Slim was saying, like the fear is real, but you have to go there to actually one experience it so that you know that you can survive because you're not going to, you're not actually going to physically die from judgment or from, you know, being humiliated because I mean, it might feel like it, but you're not actually going to, but I think just like pushing our boundaries and just stepping outside of our comfort zone a little bit and actually doing these things is really going to help to move past that judgment and actually realize that, you know, this, this fear, it's all just fear of these, these emotions that we've attached negative stories to, you know? And, but I think that like one of those things was just like, how do we get to a point of, of not being afraid of judgment is just go there and actually realizing that it's not something that's actually like tangible or that it's actually going to like physically harm you. You know, it's a lot of just stories up in our head that are keeping us small and keeping us back, you know? Amen. (laughs) (laughs) 
unless you're being judged by someone who also is violent, in which case maybe it could physically hurt you and maybe we should step away. Of course. <laughs> yes. There's of always course. a little, yeah, of course there's, <laughs> yes, of course there's always, there's always that, but you know what I mean. So <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer. Yeah. Yes. Disclaimer. Well, ladies, I know we could talk about this all day, and we have at times. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've literally, been on the phone for literally talking yeah. about it all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so just to wrap things up, is there anything that we didn't touch on? I feel like we sort of came full circle with all of this, but is there anything that we didn't touch on that you wanted to just have a final say on or anything to wrap it up? No. I mean, not, not anything new. I think just, you know, just... I think just kind of final words a little bit because I, I think we did really tie everything together. Um, just final words, just uh, just be just be compassionate, be patient with yourself, and just if you can't love yourself fully, just try and love little pieces of yourself each day because I promise that will compound into something so much greater and so much bigger. And it might not seem like it's going to create change in the short term, but I know damn well from experience, I know Steph and Selena can speak to this. It will make an effect and it will impact you long-term. You just have to keep at it, be compassionate and just love yourself a little bit more each day. And it will, will, will hugely make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- if you're feeling alone in this, we have a wonderful solution available to you. Come <laughs> hang out with us. It's called She Creates Truth. I'm sure Steph will give you all the wonderful deets. Um, we're, we're a party. Come chill with us. <laughs> we're fun. Yeah. We're cool, right? Like we can talk about real shit, but we're actually fun and, you know, cool. I like to think we're cool, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. We're all extreme nerds. We're like the nerdiest <laughs> I know. If we have to call ourselves cool, I think it, I think it says do. something. <laughs> we do because we are nerds. But we're nerds that have been through a lot and we know that we can support you guys. And so come join us. It's actually, and also I think another thing too, is that we're, we're, we're releasing the the pressure and the seriousness of talking about body and weight loss and, you know, all of this stuff. Like there's, you can, everything's more fun when you actually have fun doing it. Right. So Mm -hmm. we're a party. Totally. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I'm going to link up all of the ways you can find us in the show notes. I'll give you guys Selena and Jill's um, information as well so that you can go follow them and check out their stuff too, because we're, we're great together, but we're also good individually too. So um, make sure you check them out. And I will link up the She Craves Truth community, the way you can directly go there, but you can also just search She Craves Truth on Facebook. And yeah, it's a party. So come over and join us. And we're excited to see you there. So Selena and Jill, I'm so honored to have both of you ladies in my life. Thank you so much for creating space for the podcast today and for all my listeners. And I'm just so grateful. (laughs) Oh, we love you. Thank you so much for having us. This was so much fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love, I guess get to do this all day. It's like, how amazing is that? Yeah, so grateful. We love you, Steph. You're the bomb.com. You. Oh, thanks everyone for being here and we will all chat soon. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you at all resonated with today's message, please give it a share either with a friend or a family member or on Instagram. You can tag me at Stephanie Dankelson. The best way to get this podcast growing and to share this message with the world is through word of mouth. Thank you to those of you who have already shared this podcast. It means so much to me. I appreciate all of you and we will see you all soon.